0: Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode one eighteen. I'm your host Octavius A. Newman. I'm a juice culture philosopher, and I'm here with my
1: co-host Adam Juice World, beam, beam, beam. Tetris. That's right. That's right. Here I am. Here I am. I'm Adam Juice Woo! World. Uh, juice World is a rapper, and Juice World is a place I would love to visit. Mm. I love juice. Mm. What's your favorite juice? First thing that
0: comes to mind.
1: Orange juice. Orange juice? That's your first? That's your go-to? First
0: thing, I mean, I'm not a really a big juice guy, but if I do go to juice... What do you mean you're not a big juice guy? You don't like juice? Not that I don't like juice. I I enjoy juice. Uh-huh. Juice, however, is mad sugar. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fair. So you I am
1: married to a, uh, a nutritionist,
0: uh, my, so you know better. Yeah. My go-to beverage is water. Uh-huh. After that, you know, a lot of almond milk. Oh. Almond milk is delicious. Vanilla alm- almond milk is very good. And then from there... If I'm going to drink something, I'm just going to, you know, yeah, it's Orange morning. juice with,
1: mm-hmm. with breakfast. Mm-hmm. That's my mm-hmm. first thing. What about you? I love orange juice with breakfast. I'm an apple juice guy. I like apple juice. Apple juice, I get sick, of, get sick of apple juice real quick. Yeah. You get a
0: good swig of apple juice.
1: You're like, mm, this is good.
0: You go for that second one, <laughs> and you're like, I'm <laughs> done. Apple juice is the I'm pancakes
1: of, of beverages. What does that mean? It's like, because pancakes, you know, you have one pancake, you're like, oh, that was good. You have a second pancake, I'm like, I'm sick of this. Too much pancake. I'm eating dessert for breakfast that's a good that's green eggs yeah uh-huh. you know you know what I'm talking oh about, right? yeah green eggs in south philly well or, where, or, whatever, wherever wherever philadelphia, philadelphia. you go to green eggs and i know we've talked about green eggs on the show you go to green eggs and you're like oh my god i want this uh, fruity licious yeah the is cereal red velvet birthday cake pancake stack Mm-mm-mm. and you have like two bites and then you think oh no this is nasty <laughs>
0: It's not that it's nasty. It's just too, too much. Rich. It's too rich. It's too much at one time. Uh huh. And then, you know, you go in there, you get yourself some, and you're just like, all right, this is great. Too much. But very quickly, you're like, I've gone too far.
1: I 100% agree. And uh, that's a great segue. I just want to thank our sponsors for this episode. Green Eggs in Philadelphia. Uh, Green Eggs, it's too much. That's the slogan. It's too much. <laughs> not the price. you know. It's just like ethically. I enjoy it's too it. much. Mm-hmm. But that's not what this is about. This is about geek culture. This is about philosophy. This is about us sharing our opinions. Yes. And yes. it is showtime. Yes. yes. It's showtime. Yes. Thank you, Swiss. How are you, Octavius? I'm all right, right?
0: man. I'm all right. Um, right. I've had a very packed day today.
1: It's been a long And life. I am here... And I am in a mood where I just want to talk about whatever I feel like talking about. That's right. And today, we're only going to focus on the things that matter, all right? We made an agreement. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, think, I think we that matter to us, right? So right you right. and I, right? We're only going to talk about the things that matter to us, which is why I want to start the show by talking about Weapon Plus, World War <laughs> Four, my man. Wait, wait we skipped one? Yeah. how we get to World War Four? That's a great question. I hadn't really asked that question until Okay, I, okay. I, I heard you say, it and now I want to know, what happened to World War Three. I don't know. There's a new weapon plus. All right, folks, man, things back kind of, and uh, uh, apparently the United States government is using Ted Salas's serum, and Marvel is making a new comic book about a new plant-based soldier, and his name plant-based. is Plant Man Hyphen Slaughter Manslaughter. Vegan. That's right. Vegan. A uh, vegetative super soldier. Manslaughter. Wow. Now try this one for oh, size.
0: Oh, it's like, it's like coleslaw. Coleslaw?
1: Yes. It's like manslaw? Yes, Turn yes. Off. No longer just a man, not a thing. He's all American soil, and he's reporting for duty. All American soil? Who's writing this? Oh, that's a great question. Is this you Adam? Did you make this up? I didn't make this up. I got to be honest with you. I don't really feel good about this. This John, he, Why did you see don't feel his face good about it? Well, look, his teeth. I don't really feel that. I'm not, not big on this thing like Adam, mouth. It's not Well, I every night, every night, Octavius, I go to bed and I no, pray to don't. God. I get on my knees no, and I put don't. my elbows up on my bed and I pray to God and I say, "Please give us man thing back." I want a story about man thing. you getting a Comic. It. You getting it about man thing? This is not what I asked for. Manslaughter? No. You don't think got... man thing's going to make an appearance? Yeah, of course he will. And I'm sure man thing, boy thing, and manslaughter are all going to team up Accurate. with man Gwen and man pool and all of the man things. This sounds fantastic. I, this is how man. <laughs> first, of all... For, all right. first of all, let me just go ahead. <laughs> let me just talk about man pool. No, good. let's not focus. Let's not focus on the past. What's said is said. What's done is. Was,
0: it took a second for me to register. I was like, "Wait, manpool."
1: When I said man, when I said mangwen, I knew I was rocking off the the rails right here. Uh, I just know this is how Marvel does it. There are three thousand Hulks. There are forty thousand Spider Men, and uh, yeah, Spider Man, yeah. And now we're we're gonna have uh, a, a man of of every kind. That's fine by me. I just want man thing. I just want good old fashioned murky, sad, emotional man thing. Is that sure too you're much to ask? Get that, though I'm sure you're gonna get that. Yeah, but I got boy thing in the Avengers, and I've got this guy man boy thing, not boy man thing. Boy thing, it's like what, a cracked off piece of man thing. That's right. Blade, that one of the guys cracked off a piece of man thing, and it grew into boy thing. There it is. I'm just saying, can I just have my guy? My, I want the original, the OG, Adam. We. Are fans of geek culture. We're only talking about the things that matter today. I know
0: mm-hmm. we are fans of geek culture. Yeah, and we know how geek culture works. Mm-hmm. People make what they can sell.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's true. Thing has not been the biggest. <laughs> what you? What are you uh, getting at? I'm just
0: saying that they might be trying to go. Hey, man. Anybody a fan of Man-Thing? Someone goes, yeah, I'm a man- fan Man-Thing. What do you know? Zack Snyder. Oh. Okay. They say, Zack, what would you do with Man-Thing? I'd turn him into Man-Slaw. <laughs> 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 ah! What, if, what sure- if? Walk with me now. All right. Just give me a second. Uh-huh. Walk with me. Man-Thing, Ted Talis. Yes. The, the mixture, the concoction that he made. Uh-huh. What if it doesn't end with him? Uh-huh. The same people that brought you, the same people that brought you Wolverine mm-hmm. now bring you manslaughter. That's right. I
1: mean, they're probably trying to revive it in a way that works. That is right because uh, a couple months back, a new book called Weapon Plus, came out, and it was about Captain America and Wolverine discovering that both of them were participants in the weapons program. So the The whole- super soldier serum was part of the weapons program. Got it. Weapon X, part of the weapons program, of course. And then they also discovered that some other Marvel characters were part of it as well. The Mm -hmm. reveal being Man-Thing was one of them. And now, uh, you know, I don't know, scientists- Science. Happen to have science, science their way into making a, a new version of Man Thing. Science, science, science. But this guy's Slaughter. got a gun. Uh, can why you, can't he? Why can't? Why can't Man Thing have a gun? That's just not what he stands for. He is super. He is he, He's emotional. He's an empath. How do you know that the guy
0: with the gun ain't got it? If anybody got emotions, this is the guy with the gigantic Gatling gun.
1: Uh, look, here's the thing that I'm dealing with. <laughs> Talk me all, through it. The Talk background of this comic book is great. It's just the American flag.
0: But <laughs> well, I want to know how they address. Or if they address the world that we live in yeah, with Man Thing oh, and Manslaughter interesting. in America uh-huh. and how does Ted Salas slash Man Thing feel since uh-huh. he's a feeler? He's like, hold on. You're saying that wh- that's wh- not what I created this for.
1: <laughs> Weapon Plus World War Four starts in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Might could be with the fall, the 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 bombs being dropped on Black Wall Street. Might could be, and then uh, uh, this guy comes crawling out of it. Yeah, they're really hitting it heavy. They're you know they're going deep. They're asking tough questions. That people want to know. This uh, this comic book is, it's got me feeling away. That's where my, my head is. I don't know what to do with it. Because I'll, when I look at it, it in a glimpse, I think this is awesome. This is everything I like. It's outrageous. It's it's plant-based. So this is all my favorite it's stuff. Plant-based. plant-based. Farm to
0: table. Farm to swamp, table. Swamp the
1: table. Swamp the table. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's organic. Uh, and then I look at it through another lens and I think, I just want my guy. I just want my OG. Well, man thing. Speaking of so man thing, I'm gonna pick your, up this chain gun and point it right at RL Stein. Relax, you heard me. Relax. Leave RL. <laughs> let him live. Listener, I push that button and I'll
0: do it again. Speaking of things that we love, right? There's a show on Netflix. Yeah. Huge fan of. The show is called The Toys That Made Us. That's right. Toys That Made Us,
1: Season Three. I'm closing my computer because I'm done with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need your <laughs> computer for? Season three is coming November 15th. Oh, really? Here's what it's gonna be covering: Ninja Turtles. Yes. It's gonna be covering Power Rangers. Yes. It's gonna be covering WWE, like the kind of like locked-in-place wrestlers. Uh-huh. I had and tons of those. My Little Pony.
1: Interesting. I'm interested in all of those, including My Little Pony, because I know that is its own obsession, its own culture. Bronies. And I'm I'm ready to experience the story behind that. November 15th. November 15th. Yeah. I can't wait. I, that, that show's it, fantastic.
0: It just makes me feel good. Agreed. You know how you talked about, we, you know, just in case you don't know internet, we did a retrospective. We took a retrospective look at Superman the movie. Mm-hmm. Check that out on our YouTube channel. Check that out on this feed. But either way, when we were talking about that, one of the things you said about Superman is like it just feels good. It just feels the good. The red boots and just the flying and just smiling. It's pure. All of that kind of stuff. Yes. When I think about Ninja Turtle toys, yeah, I just go back to a time Yeah, When when I watch The Toys That Made Us It's just like One How do I get to be the guy Who's doing the voiceover For this thing Yeah And two Man this makes me feel Nostalgic and good
1: well, One You just need to put that out Into the universe I just did it You just did it And no doubt Those producers are listening To this show Hey right listen now. up Well I was gonna say Shout out to you But you Hey listen up Took a completely different approach You hear that It's uh-huh. me Uh huh that's, I don't know. You, you've gone it's through a, a couple of different voices. I don't know if you're auditioning right now. If this is your thing, Bronzolino, <laughs> Mike Bronzolino brings to you Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Listen, Have
0: you ever been in a situation where you have old toys <laughs> and in a box and you don't know what to do with them? Call me, Mike Bronzolino. I will see to it that your toys get top dollar. Wow, or coin. I don't know. We'll have to is he see. gonna pawn them off. You're asking too many questions. <laughs> okay. However, call me. I will make sure you get top dollar yeah. or coin for your toys.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. The uh-huh. toys that made us are the toys that will make you money. Did you ever watch that? Uh, what the hell was the show? Pawn Stars, and it's the the guys. The name I watched pawn it for like stuff, half like, a
0: second until like I
1: recognized Antiques. it was purely like Maury in
0: a in a oh yeah yeah, in yeah a yes, pawn yes, shop, yes, yes, yes. and it's I was like, miserable. Whatever, I'm cool.
1: But I always laugh because the the old guy who runs the business or owns the business, the oldest of them, always had a great voice. Cause he's got that uh like a, a really grumpy southern accent mm-hmm. where whenever somebody would be like, get, get out of the way, old man. You never you've never bought a gold ring before. Let me show you how to do it. And he's like slumped in his chair and he said, This ain't my first rodeo. <laughs> and he's like, that's all he would say. All the, <laughs> this ain't my first rodeo That's his rodeo. number that's his that's his line. Come on, man. This ain't my first rodeo. The one line. That's the one line. Uh T M N T toys. I know what my favorite one was when I was growing up. It was the Leonardo uh, uh, prehistoric John. Oh. And uh, he was a caveman. And he, I I think he could ride on like a Triceratops or something like that. Wow. Did you have a favorite? You know, I
0: only had the OG joints. Yeah, the originals. You know, I didn't have a lot of toys. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember when I was young, 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 I was just happy. Yeah. The time that I really remember like wanting stuff was around like video games. Yeah. I remember, I remember getting a Nintendo and being like, "Just I am, I am ashamed to say what I'm about to say." <laughs> getting a Nintendo Ooh. and being like, <laughs> "I didn't get any other games,"
1: uh, and my mom so being like, mad "Expensive too." Yeah,
0: and my mom being like, "Are you crazy?"
1: Octave, yeah.
0: If you, you know, I what was the game? It was just what came with it. It was was probably Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. And I was just like, well. Everybody had that. Uh Then
1: the Ninja Turtles game for Nintendo. Oh, yes.
0: Impossible. Yes. Impossible.
1: Haven't beaten it to this day. It was adapted from an arcade game. And arcade games are impossible. The whole idea is, you know, just feed it full of quarters, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, those games were hard. Yeah. You got to fight the Mausers and all that. I wish I had money. Um, back then, because yeah. yeah. then I would have
0: really had like going to the, like barcade now, mm-hmm. super fun. Yeah, you, how easy is it to go in there with twenty dollars in your pocket and go? I'm just gonna go have fun. Yeah, back in the day, one dollar.
1: Yes, if you're lucky, pick your game. Yes. Uh huh. Put your quarter up. God forbid you put a quarter in there and then it just gets eaten and the game doesn't. Yo, it took my on. quarter. Nobody's listening to you. <laughs> Nobody's listening to you because nobody believes you.
0: Nobody yeah. believes that it took your corn.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm thinking of our uh, Superman retrospective, and a friend spoke to me recently, having watched that Superman episode, and said, you know what you should do next? TMNT. Now, you already know. Uh-huh. That's mine.
0: Yeah. That's my uh, childhood fave. I, know I the said we should do
1: TMNT 3, because I want to put you whoa, through whoa. that. Wait, I want to see your face. Who's who <laughs> I just want to see that. that. I want to experience that. I want to see heartbreak on I, screen. I'm sure you yeah. I
0: uh, so you know my story is I rent I used to rent the same thing over and over and over again from the from the store. Whatever the store is, mm-hmm. the dollar 50 movies and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like yeah. great memories from a kid. I <laughs> rented Teenage Ninja Turtles the movie. Yeah. Owned it, loved it. Secret of the Ooze. Of course. Rented yeah. that. I don't
1: think I own that one, but I rented it a lot. Great. Even though they never use their weapons, and that's annoying as hell. Ever. They're always on their back. Because there was this whole like stink made over the violence, and they, they have their weapons Whoa. on their backs. Wait. They never use them. Think about it. Wait. Yeah. I'm I mean I'm, I'm gonna pull up some Wait. evidence for you here. Did they I blow never your mind?
0: Use their weapons? No. In
1: Secret of the Ooze? Toka! Razor! That's like, right. No weapons. Why the turtles never use weapons in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 The Secret of the Ooze?
0: I never even processed that. Never do it. Because the the mo- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from
1: 1990 is the one for me. Like, that's the one. Mm hmm. That's what the, I remember. Okay, so the only one, act, uh, correction, of just course a clarity here. Ninja nunchucks and you know, Donatello, he uses his staff, but none of the others ever do it. Do you know that I
0: learned how to use nunchucks for Michelangelo in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? And tell me about how that went.
1: What do you mean you learned how to I, use nunchucks? First of all, what you do is- you I learned watch, how to use nunchucks and smack myself in the face a couple hundred times. You watch Michelangelo and you just literally do what he
0: does. Uh-huh. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I have a pair of nunchucks in my house
1: right now, and I still do
0: this. <laughs> what are you telling I'm me? I'm telling you, I have a pair of nunchucks in my house
1: <laughs> right now, and I stuff them not, up every now and internet. Then. Do not try to mug Octavius A. Newman. Don't even try I it. I keep them on me. Uh, okay, And this I is, still just do the routine. This is from Up Rocks. right? In the summer of 1990, months after the first film, TMNT, was released in theaters, the Los Angeles Times published an article about concerned doctors and parents who didn't think young children should be exposed to the turtles because of violence. Wow. Kids were becoming so infatuated with and eager to imitate Octavius, accurate the animated TV series and the live action movie that daycare centers were banning or limiting all things Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh, that's right. So you got all these kids, all these kids who are you know play fighting and doing their thing. Parents are upset, and uh, in Secret of the Ooze, none of the characters use their weapons. Wow, I with think- exception to Donatello, but you know. He's a nerd, so whatever. I I never put that together. Yeah, they never like. Yeah, uh, Leo's got his swords on his back. The katanas never touches him. Raph has the sai, never touches him. Huh. Just never happens. It changes things because when you watch it again, you're like, wow, they got to get creative. That they, they use other things to fight with, but they never use their weapons. Wow. And then Vanilla Ice enters into the scene and Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Super Shredder, that movie is wild. Yeah. Wild, yeah. and then there's TMNT three.
0: Uh, so, speak back to the story. I rented it, put it in the in the drawer, uh-huh.
1: took it out. No, Did, I never.
0: I've never watched the full movie.
1: No, I've never finished it. How old were you when I, you first? I don't know. I don't know. You yeah. had a discerning palate when you were that young. <laughs> yeah,
0: I watched, I watched a lot this, of trash. I was like, what? But nah. Even when I was a kid, I was like, nah, this ain't this ain't something something. You were treachery foot.
1: when I saw. <laughs> When I saw What have you done with when my Ninja I saw Turtles? Episode one Phantom Menace. Okay. Mm-hmm. In theaters. Do you know what I did after that? What's that? I bought a t-shirt that has Cebulba, the pod racer on mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the greatest movie of all time. It's nope. Fly as Hell. Nope. I, when I was a child, I could not discern. I had no palette for this. So you know what I did? I saw TMNT3 in the theaters mm. for my friend Andrew's birthday. Mm. And then I bought the VHS because I thought samurai's cool. And as I got older, I realized this movie sucks.
0: So Trash. i i i i saw that it's So I saw enough to go, uh. Uh-uh. Uh.
1: They were like referencing the Adams family
0: in that movie. Yeah, I saw enough of the movie to be like, no, yeah, I don't want to watch this. I'm just gonna. It might have been like a youthful version of like, I don't like this. Put on the other one. You know oh, what sure, I'm saying? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it was yeah, probably yeah.
1: something like in that. In the same way that you're like. I don't like wheat bread. I want this on white. Right. It's like you, as a kid, you have the things That's that you enough. want. Yeah. That's enough. Mm-hmm. Like I don't prefer this. Okay. That's a
0: good enough reason. That's fair enough. But as far as going back and taking a retrospective look at it, I can already tell you that it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen enough as a, as a, as a youngling.
1: I don't need any more. I don't need to see any more. Well, I'm excited for a new season of the toys that made us. Yes. Uh, I, you did bring up the Superman episode. I want to say mm-hmm. uh, my dad loved it. Mm. All right, my dad called me, he celebrated his 60th birthday on this Tuesday. Shout out to you, Mr. Tetris. happy HBD, birthday. JT, uh, very excited, and uh, uh, he, he said he was a big fan of that episode, and he says, your mother says I'm a, a narcissist, because I was excited because you were talking about me in this, this episode, <laughs> and I said, dad, narcissist is, uh, uh, I think that's Kryptonian for uh, hope. I believe that's right. <laughs> so you're good. You're fine. He's you're like, a hero. Oh, okay, cool. You're a hero in my eyes. You, you saved, saved birthday, my life. Pops. You yeah. Sent, you put me in the ship and sent me to uh, Earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. That's right. You you saved my life. I, I enjoyed it. that episode a whole lot. What are we doing on today's episode? Speaking
0: of episodes, let's talk about this trailer that you watched that I didn't watch. That's right. So there is a Star Wars trailer. That is out there in the world. Yeah. Trying to call people over to the dark side. It's true. And this trailer tried to kill your favorite bitch. You know, you know, remember when Miley said? was like, they tried to kill your favorite bitch. <laughs> what are you talking about, Miley? <laughs> no, but this trailer, it tried to get me. Yeah. It tried to persuade me. It's like, did it really say to only watch one trailer? It just doesn't, it just doesn't, they just don't want you to watch another trailer because they know that you'll have a good time. Mm-hmm. But I had to say, no, mm-hmm. no, I'm not
1: uh-huh. going to watch
0: this trailer. I'm yeah. not going to spoil uh-huh. my full experience in December. Yeah. Tried to get me though. They did. But
1: you don't believe in this faith. <laughs> it's not that I don't believe, Look, I I, I appreciate this faith. At a distance. You don't, live
0: this, you don't live this life.
1: I don't live this life. That's right. right. I haven't been to Sunday service with the Blackout congregation in a long time. <laughs> so you went full-fledged, because I have no
0: rhythm. Fell headlong I did. into this trailer, the non-spoiler version for the Blackout congregation. Because mm-hmm. if you've seen it, you've
1: seen it. This ain't I'm a conversation <laughs> for you. I'm over here but watching. this is a conversation for people who ain't seen it. I'm over here watching the, the last trailer and first of all, the name of this trailer is it's the final trailer. Final trailer. I'm over here watching the final trailer for mm-hmm. Star Wars Episode 9, "The Rise of Skywalker." right? And Octavius is, is uh, near me, above me screaming, "You are the chosen one!" <laughs> Disappointed with my actions. Yeah, right. And Tyra, uh, Tyra Bates,
0: we believed in you? We all be- <laughs> We were all rooting
1: for you. I, I did watch it. It was magnificent. It's very exciting. Okay, I can't wait. It did not for me. It did not damper my my hype. It made me more excited. I was gonna say did it did it heighten? Oh, it heightened anything? because it, it. You know how Star Wars does. It shows you ships and droids and planets mm-hmm. and this and that. Anything you didn't know about without telling us. But there's there one stuff? there's one scene in there where I was like, oh oh okay. Hmm. And okay. I'm convinced that they they have to be deceiving audiences because Mm. what they what they position seems very clear cut okay you're like wow you're just going to show me that Mm. so i feel as though there must be some clever twist it must be we're showing you that to give you a misdirection
0: because that's right and your thought process is if you wanted to show me that you wouldn't just throw it away
1: flippantly in a trailer that's right that's how i feel got it i could be wrong but even if I'm wrong, I'm very excited about the movie. Did you buy tickets? I did. You did? I did. I i didn't buy tickets. You ought well, Do I, you I, have AMC, AMC stuff? No, I don't have AMC stuff. You might want to get that. I, I, well, I guess I could go to the AMC on Broad Street.
0: I mean, I go to AMC on Broad Street. I go to AMC Cherry Hill. I go
1: to uh-huh. AMC uh,
0: blah, 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 blah. Okay. AMC. <sighs> what is it? What have we gone? Dolby. Dolby. Mm-hmm. The Dolby AMC it's experience very it's very good. Is taken, has taken over the IMAX experience for me. Wow. Yeah. You like it more. I, I, the seats, mm-hmm. the seating. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a big stadium. It's almost like a concert That's stadium right. in King of Prussia IMAX. Oh, when, I was, when I was a young youth, that was just huge. Whoa, amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Imagine being a little kid going to Disney World. Everything's yeah. gigantic. Uh-huh. Now... It's familiar. Imagine going to Disney for the first time as a kid, and then working working at Disney. Fair enough. It's like, yeah. Fair enough. It doesn't it doesn't really wow me wow me anymore. I agree. It's they, hard they, to get us. It's hard to sit where you want to sit. The at the AMC, uh, I keep forgetting who it's called. Broad Street John Dolby. What's the what's the John we went to? Dol, I don't know the Dolby Experience or something. Yeah, like whatever that. that is. The seats are more spread out. Uh huh. They're more comfy, uh-huh. and the sound.
1: And the visuals are really good. It's just a more comfortable experience. The last time I went to AMC on Broad Street and had a Dolby theater, I uh, was all ready for it to be awesome. prime.
0: I'm sorry, it's not. It's they don't have this at Broad Street. Uh,
1: no, it's only at Cherry Hill. Oh, remember when the, we went to Cherry Hill? Yeah, but well, then what am I thinking of? I guess it's just the, like the reserve seats and and you know the the way that you can reserve your seats and they're big yes. and they they. Uh, 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 recline and yes, all that yes. stuff. Uh, the last time I was at that theater, I saw Hobson and Shaw, and I had a terrible mm-hmm. experience. D- didn't like the movie. There was a baby crying next to me. Had to have been, I don't know, eight months old. No business in the movie. You know, it was it was like that kind of situation. And then I have a reserved seat, and I'm like, ah, I'm going to move my seat to a different one that's open, and then I move my seat to a different one to get away from the noise. And the guy next to me is checking his phone the whole time. And so the lights blast and I'm like, Oh my God. And the movie offered me, no compensation This is why you didn't like the movie But the movie was trash Don't try to blame this on Dwayne I have to The movie the, the, It offered me no relief If it was a good movie I would say Dwayne well, didn't least. come here to address the guy who got the phone on That's your job D- Dwayne looked at me dead in the eyes And he called me a bitch And I said How well, dare you Well listen How, This is not what I come that here baby for baby to be quiet and respect everybody else in the theater Dwayne was the name of the baby <laughs> That baby looked me dead in the eyes <laughs> Wow Yeah I couldn't believe that it That baby is out of pocket Uh huh Do you know that they're going to be doing a
0: new AMC Prime in the fashion district?
1: Uh, That I'm excited about. Yeah. Yeah. And in my house. AKA the old school gallery. We do not call it the fashion district. We call it the gallery. Right. Maybe the gallery too. That's it. I'm not calling. I I don't know. It's going to take some work for me to, because it's still the gallery. It was hard for me to say that. Uh, In Philadelphia, we had an old shopping mall uh, on Market Street. Mm-hmm. and uh, if you took the train the regional rail you could get out and you walk through the gallery that's where i would go by anime mm-hmm. i go into suncoast in the, in the yes. basement of the gallery where with yes. a, no windows and uh, you know it's that like brownish red tile i used everywhere. to work in the gallery did you really mm-hmm. where at uh one of those like you know those phone stands yeah it's like hey free phone you want a free phone you're kidding me me really yes I used to work there. I was I was a which one? A temp agency for clowns and I was a sign spinner. Oh until these kids stole my sign. Wow. Smash it over my head. Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh-huh. Something but it wasn't my fault. It was society. And yeah, they. I, I had to do those those uh uh elite ninety nine one percenters who what was the plot of Joker? <laughs> You know what time it is. I lost the thread you know, on, on that. Uh, so, b- anyway, way,
0: all the way back to uh, Star Wars, you are going to see this movie. You yeah, not it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I don't have a ticket. Hopefully, we're going to get a screening. Of course. And then we'll do a one-shot for sure. Of course.
1: But... If they know who we are, of course, we get a, a personal invitation. The juice is worth the squeeze for you in watching the trailer. <laughs> the juice is worth the fruit, my friend. <laughs> However, the juice is not
0: worth the, <laughs> <laughs> the, ju- <laughs> the juice. The is not worth the squeeze to me because I want that full experience.
1: Uh, I thought the trailer was really great. I'm excited. Um, I, I don't know what to say. I think it was really good. I want you to see it because it's exciting, but I know that there's a lot of stuff in there, like specifically that would upset you because they yeah. are e- emotional, emotional, plot moments
0: simba sparks i'm just gonna call it out simba oh. simba sparks has told us mm. what he did mm-hmm. he says <laughs> <laughs> it just occurred to me what you're getting at simba sparks <laughs> says yo i what this is in, in the group text <laughs> he's like yo i put on the trailer just to like peek my head in. He's watching it through his hands. <laughs> he was a, I watched, what do you say, a minute and 30 seconds of a two minute and 30 second Something trailer?
1: Something like that, yeah. He got out of there. And then he turned it I'm off. Oh,
0: like, you don't, turn, you don't
1: watch like two thirds of the trailer. That is the uh, the blackout congregation pullout method. That's exactly what that was. <laughs> he, he's, he's he's getting in there and he's getting his. And then he's like, oh, got to get out of <laughs> here. Like, well, pretending like on. he didn't do it. <laughs> pretending like it never happened. You know what? All right, he repented. That's the thing. He's oh, like, my you know God. What? Forgive me, <laughs> he go to church on Sunday Forgive and asked for forgiveness. He's like, I
0: watched a little bit, but that's
1: funny, I got a hold of myself. I appreciate Simba's uh vulnerability and sharing his truth. He
0: let us know, I don't think he knew that we were gonna tell everybody. <laughs> what
1: what you gonna do? You know what I mean? We'll Simba, have to change this- his name on that. That's Eric. for you. We changed his name to Scar. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Started that process, Simba. But a minute thirty in, he, he's Scar now.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like no turning back.
1: Uh, we're talking about Star Wars trailer. Every, you know, every self-respecting geek podcast is talking about that Star Wars trailer. Can't do it. But here we are. We're preserving our dignity. Well, we did talk about it. You saw it, and you spoke about it from your perspective. I can't speak in detail, but of course, you no, know, that is that is that how we do it. You did that. Uh, I want to talk about two things specifically today. What's that? Two things on the docket. One, the TV show. Yes. Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal. Yes. Two, the TV show. Yes. Watchmen. (laughs) Gendy Tartakovsky's Primal has run its course. We got six episodes. I don't think it's over yet. Well, we know there's more happening, but it's not out yet. Right. So we got to wait. Uh, so we've seen ex- six episodes. Watchmen, however, only just debuted. Mm-hmm. We have one episode, the pilot episode. One out of the nine. On HBO. Only nine episodes. I appreciate this. Damon Lindelof himself said, we could have done 10. We were, we had a, a 10 episode list, mm-hmm. a 10 episode order. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that one of those episodes was just going to be filler. So we cut it. And I appreciate love that. that. Appreciate, appreciate that. that. Uh, that is, that is the opposite of what they do for the Marvel Netflix, Jonas. Because yeah. they're like, we have six episodes of we story. We need 24 <laughs> episodes,
0: but I only have six episodes. I said 24. <laughs> exactly. You want to do this or not? Uh, so let's talk about Primal. Listen,
1: man. Gendy Tartakovsky's.
0: Let put up a spoiler one. Primal.
1: hmm Good point. Go for it. Dude, yeah. Let's put up a spoiler wall. This is how we do it. If we're going to talk about a, a movie or a TV show or an experience, a comic book, what have you, and if you have not experienced it yet, we don't want to ruin that for you. Mm-hmm. Please don't let us, let us take that joy away from you. I uh, highly encourage you to go watch Primal, however you can. I think they're online if you have a membership with Adult Swim or you can watch it on TV, on demand, whatever. Uh, outstanding series so far. Yeah. And you can watch it pretty quickly. Six episodes, and each one's around 30 minutes. And uh, is that right? 30 minutes, 20 minutes ish? Yeah. Yeah. Something like think, that. Think
0: about it like a 30 minute block of television.
1: So we're going to go ahead and put up that spoiler wall right now. Yes. The spoiler wall, the very tippy top of that spoiler wall, is a little cave, mm-hmm. and a giant spider is living in there. That's true. Right. So don't climb that wall unless, unless you are committed to it. Unless you're ready to make that happen. And I just want to uh, put that up right now. Do a little countdown. Three, two, one. It's on you. Spoilers.
0: It is your fault. If you're still here listening to us talk about gindy Tartakovsky's Primal, it's because you want to be here.
1: Yeah. Now, uh, you watched all six episodes. All of them. What do you think?
0: Man, listen.
1: I loved it.
0: Yeah. Loved it. First episode, we see we're introduced to this character, Spear. Spear. He's sitting there. Never gets a name spoken, but you, yeah. you can see it in the credits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spear sitting there. And Genndy, uh does this thing where he does a lot of anticipation. Mm-hmm. So in animation, anticipation is when characters or people will do things. that's almost a wind up or a hold or something that's making you kind of go, oh, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and go on. But one of the things I note about notes about Gindy is that he holds it. I love that we're on a first name basis now. Yeah, that's my man. Um, we're going to work on Hotel Transylvania 4. It's well, all wow, good. for you, man. I mean, I'm just speaking it. I'm calling it down. <laughs> Lord if it be your will, I'm submitting it to you. I'm octavius
1: Tartakovsky. Wow. That's, that I'm kind part of, of his I like that. Now. No, I just I feel like that that works. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it's like our octavius hyphen Tartakovsky. Okay. Newman Tartakovsky. I don't know. I don't want to be I don't want to be adopted by him, I'm Fair enough. Man. Um, but I want to mind
0: you can adopt me again the
1: <Dominic Andy.
0: laughs> Yeah, you just get it like oh, you know. What? I'm I'm up for grabs this <laughs> year. You're interested. I'm, I mean, we can make it happen. That's cool. He does these. He does these holds, you know. And you're watching the first episode, and Spear is fishing, mm. gets his fish, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this. You can see he's holding the spear up, and he's looking over this water, and then goes another one of these big holds. Mm-hmm. These this anticipation. It's growing and growing and growing. And there's no speaking. You just hear the sounds of the, you know, the background, the jungle, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Pause. Gigantic alligator. Yeah. Jumps out of the water. And at that moment, I was like, okay. That's I, I mean. understand this is what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm here. Because this show, because there's no dialogue, yeah, it's all show, not tell. Yes. I love it. Yeah. It is an action cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's an action story, but there's emotion in it. There's heart in it. The things that he does, like, with this understanding of how to use the medium of animation to tell stories. Yeah.
1: Oh, he's a master. So much so that he doesn't even need a whole lot of words. He's a master. No words. Yeah. Uh, no dialogue throughout any of the six episodes. Right. You know, the best we get is grunts. Uh, in expressions on characters' faces. Yes. Uh, it's not too long before we are introduced to uh, another one of our, our, our principal characters, mm-hmm. Fang. Mm-hmm. And uh, at, at first... It is through adversity. Right. Uh, you know, it seems like Spear and Fang not gonna get along because right. this is like a predator prey kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both of them suffered tremendous loss. Mm-mm. And it I gotta say, even though I know that this show is gonna be serious, we watched the trailer together. Yes. It is serious. The 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 gruesome visceral gore in this is shocking to me. Yeah. But I also find that it is purposeful. It is very much about establishing a savage environment. Yes. This is how it works. Yes. We are not playing around. Bones snap and splinter. Blood spurts from wherever someone has been pierced. Yes. You know, it's like, and no one is- Listen to you. Bones snap and splinter. It's true. (laughs) Blood spurts from anywhere. Yeah, but that's how it is, man. And no one is spared from that. Not even- the kids, Spears, Spears kids. It's, I mean, because that scene,
0: you're like, "Whoa, yeah, I didn't expect dinosaur it to go just so hard." Ate his wife. Whoa, just ate a kid. Oh my gosh, ate another kid. And you, when you they throw that kid that. up, and the way they show the animation, the black silhouette, and all you see is these white eyes, mm-hmm. and then, and you see the blood dripping down. It's like that
1: kid that, yeah yeah i think it's it, it's very in, in, intentional you're forced to reckon with the the trauma that spear experiences yes right he watched that he watched his child's eyes Yes, it is horrifying yes the 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 show is really unique mm-hmm. incredible it packs an emotional punch. The action is outstanding. I was blown away by some of the reveals and some of the some of the things that they were able to demonstrate without any dialogue whatsoever. Yes. In particular, the last episode, that sixth episode, when they mm. find their paradise. Yeah. And Spear, you can you can tell he has only seen total violence. Right. He only knows absolute violence. Right. This is how he survives. But in this space, it seems like untouched. And when he goes to catch a fish, he's going to do it savagely, like he has in the past. Right. But then he realizes these fish have we just no reached down going and grabbed He just reaches down and grabs it. And then also the the revelation that Fang has developed a, a PTSD of mm. sorts, mm. A, a post traumatic <laughs> stress snakes. response, uh, and is afraid of that worm because it reminds him of the snakes and the in that. Second or third episode with the rain and the snakes. Right. Oh my god, the the show is unbelievable. And yeah. every time I thought that it had elevated and topped out, it get higher and crazier, and the stakes get higher and mm-hmm. crazier, and the monsters get bigger and crazier. Right. And then that last episode, that last episode. holy <laughs> shit,
0: <laughs> quite literally, huh? Yeah, like that last episode, it was because you're right. It, each episode escalates. It shows. That this is a world of violence and confrontation. There is no peace. No. There is only for a time. They're yeah. just waiting for the next one. Uh-huh. And each situation is worse than the next one.
1: That's why I love that episode where they're running from the raptors through yeah. the field. And yeah. the episode begins with them, you know, it's a chase. And Fang and Spear are getting along finally. Mm-hmm. Their, their relationship has developed some. Right. And they are working in unison and they're like hastily running from these raptors. Yes. Because the raptors are jumping and nipping and scratching. And, uh, And when they finally get away from the raptors, now they need to contend with these giant bats, which is crazy. Right. Those giant, like, man bats, and then a huge spider. And lo and behold, by the end of the episode, they run right back the opposite direction back into the field from the thing that they were running from in the beginning. Right. As if to say so poetically, without any exposition or dialogue. Out of the frying pan, like, into the fire. Exactly. And the thing that was horrible that was chasing us out, the thing that we couldn't deal with and had to get away from, this is actually better than what's on the other side. Right. Oof. That's just... I, I was blown away by this entire series. Mm. That last episode had me speechless. Here's the thing that's interesting
0: about that, because you're just seeing like the terror of like people, mm-hmm. not people, like just the creatures, just the things around nature, nature. Great. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. And then you see, there's almost a supernatural component. Yeah. That's like, Oh, remember how I'm always like, what, what planet am I on? Like uh-huh. what world is this? How does this work? And Genndy shows us that like there's, there's a level of supernatural or spiritual stuff going on in the world that I've created. Yeah. In that there's almost this ritual where this, Gorilla these gorillas fight to see who's, you know, like went in these horrible, vicious fights, and these gorillas are like clubbing each other to death, like beating each other to death, the pulp, and then they're almost like this sacrifice slash battle where the gorilla drinks a drip, a drop yeah. of whatever this concoction is. The symbiote.
1: Apparently, <laughs> that like black goo something from Prometheus,
0: yeah, whatever that
1: is, it just turns him into a machine.
0: And the pro, and then when he is beating up Fang, you're just like, <sighs> and you see Spear just like, ah! like, trying to get out, and he can't get out. And you, I almost want to like jump in the cartoon and like, t- l- you know, like assist him, let Spear loose,
1: yeah, <sighs> that's a tough episode, that
0: amazing fight he drinks the whole
1: thing oh my god yeah he guzzles that down they do a fine job of explaining you know the the potent power of that that goo whatever yeah. the hell that is and that when you see spear slurp down that entire dish i'm like no right you know like i'm actually right. thinking you're crazy don't right. do it right it's going to harm you and he turns into the hulk basically. the hulk In the trailer, we saw that one flash of a scene where his fist just eviscerates. I mean, like truly just the the dude's face vanishes. And I didn't realize that that was our protagonist doing the punching. Right. I thought maybe that was just some monsters. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Oh, my God.
0: And all that to find out that it seems like Spear, I mean, Fang has passed on.
1: It seems like he didn't make it.
0: And just like to see more loss, I'm like, Gendy. It's hard, Gendy. You can't just give me twelve episodes of just loss, like you know what I mean. Like I understand. We got our we
1: got our first six episodes, and and the word is that Gendy Tartakovsky is working on more, right? And it seems like this is the project that he has wanted to work on for a long time. Mm -hmm. When he made the most recent season of uh, Samurai Jack Right. Uh, evidently this is this is the project this is the realized version of what he wanted and uh, I really hope that we revisit these characters I hope so because that a long, long time, time is
0: harsh for Genndy to get back to Samurai Jack my word and I know he's got I heard he's got a couple Sony projects Sony animation projects he's working on that's and, right you know I think that there's a new director that they've given the Hotel Transylvania for mm-hmm. so I don't know if he's working on that But I really want this to either come to a conclusion Mm -hmm. so we can have this complete story. We can go, okay, that's Primal from Genie Tartakovsky. Sit that right there. And when I want to revisit it or get inspiration for animation, I can just go and see what you can do with the 12 principles of animation.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. But what I don't want is a two-year cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh, I really hope, I that's not the case. hope that's not the case. I'm hoping that there's some in the hopper. I'm, I'm hoping that they've got more than they are showing. I think they're finishing. That, that would be great. I think they're in the process of. So maybe a couple of months, maybe six months, maybe a year. Who knows?
0: Yes. Have you um, seen the storyboards, like the presentation, like the pilots? No. Internet. If you get a chance, go on Adult Swim. Look up Primal, and you will hear Gindy and you see a, a like looks like a black and white with sketches, and it's Gindy Tartakovsky pitching. Mm. Each episode mm-hmm. of Primal, well, episode one, yeah. of Primal, there's one of these pitch sessions for each episode, but you got to be able to have like some sort of login gotcha. for, you know, a cable or whatever. Yeah, but it's dope because he's like, you know, this happens, do, 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 like he's performing it. He's at, and You see these storyboards, and after you've watched the episode, you can see, wow, this down to the music, down to the beats, down to the What happened? This is all stuff that he plotted out. Yeah. It's not, none of it's a mistake.
1: Yeah. You know, it's it's very much his vision. He is the director for each of these. I mean, it's it's really outstanding stuff. If you haven't seen it, you owe it to yourself to see it. If you just want a taste of it and you you haven't had the chance to see it, free uh, episode. You you can check out uh, a free episode on Adult Swim's website. You can also check out our YouTube page. We did a comic book junto reaction video Mm -hmm. to the Primal trailer. And I think that will give you a glimpse. Of what you can expect, yes. Um, fantastic TV show, fantastic TV show. I'm not surprised, but I am. I am um, very excited about the product of that. Yes. Uh, let's let's uh, transition to another fantastic TV show. We got mm. the premiere of Damon Lindelof's Watchmen on HBO, and there's a lot to unpack. Well, ooh, I think that one place to start is with.
0: Alan Moore didn't want this to happen.
1: No, Alan Moore doesn't want anybody to do nothing with Watchmen. And you know what? Neither do I. Tell me more about that. I've long felt this
0: way. Wait, spoilers for Watchmen. Spoilers. Spoilers for Watchmen, the Uh the 12-issue comic book that was turned into a graphic novel. Spoilers for Watchmen, the movie that was... Directed by Zack Snyder. Spoilers for Watchmen episode one on HBO. Directed, mm-hmm. I mean, well, produced by or written by whatever the heck, Damon Lindelof. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Spoilers three, two, one, two, four. Now, that sound is the sound of a squid monster dropping on New York city and exploding and causing nightmares for those who uh, did survive. Unfortunately, mm. uh, look uh, for me, watchmen is sacred text. I, I, I think watchmen is, is truly one of the greatest stories I've ever read. I love it. It helped me fall deeply in love with comics as a medium. And I still pay tribute to it. I still think it's phenomenal. I still revisit it. Mm-hmm. So even though it came out in the, uh, 1980s, I I think it has been survived by its, you know, its legacy is is significant. The stories that it tells, the characters, everything. I also tend to think that it's it's largely misunderstood by a lot of people. A lot of folks will read it like I did when I was a kid, and they'll see Rorschach with his dope mask and his hat and his trench coat and think this guy is awesome. But I think there's a lot more to it than that. And as I've gotten older, my respect and appreciation for the story has only grown. It has only deepened. So when Alan Moore, one of the co-creators of the story, can't forget Dave Gibbons. Right. They created it together. When Alan Moore expresses his disinterest in anyone touching this story uh, uh, ever again, and also the knowledge that DC basically wrestled this from Alan Moore's ownership Alan Moore doesn't own it. And they went to a, a long protracted legal battle and DC came out on top. They get that okay. money. okay. So they can do whatever they want with Watchmen. And I think DC often misuses it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was before Watchmen, a comic book series that you better believe I picked up every issue of. Okay. But my sense was this is not canonical. This is kind of like great comic book writers and artists and creators paying tribute. And I was okay with that. And you then know, when Zack Snyder made a movie, which you better believe I saw at Midnight. I hated it because it seemed like it left a soul on the table. Like It it had copied the way that it looks, but it didn't get the purpose. Now, I, I felt conflicted because when I heard that there was going to be a Watchmen TV show, I thought, come on, no more of this. I'm done with this. Let's just let it be. But then I heard it was Damon Lindelof coming off of Leftovers, which was one of my favorite TV shows in in recent years, right? And I thought, now hold on, maybe this one's different. And when I watched that premiere, I'm coming away saying, this is phenomenal. I'm glad this exists. This is an adaptation in its truest form. What's adaptation? What do you mean by adaptation? I think this is an example in which someone has understood the soul of the source material, the purpose, the meaning. And instead of retelling the story all over again and just translating, these are what the images look like on screen with real humans, it is taking its its opportunity to make something new, something that is is bold and risky and violent and darkly funny and interesting in the same way that Watchmen was. And I also think Watchmen, when it came out in 85, Watchmen was a reflection of a world that... We lived in, and I think this TV show is very much that, a reflection of the world we currently live in, not the world of 85. Okay. It's the world we live in now, and it's investigating a lot of angles, a lot of subjects from from multiple angles, and I'm, I'm very excited to see where it goes. I have no idea where it's going. Which I like. But I'm pleased. I'm, I was just, I was really, really, really surprised by how good it was. Here's my question. Yeah. What is, uh, you know what's interesting to
0: me as yeah. a member of the geek culture community, uh-huh. someone who's just in this thing with everybody else, what I don't understand is why everyone, and this is ignorance, you know, like why does everyone honor Alan Moore? Mm-hmm. He, he said don't touch it You shall How dare you I'm just yeah. like Why does anybody give a crap What Alan I mean, like, Moore says Hold on let me just Let me just say yeah, this Yeah 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 We don't care what Todd McFarlane says <laughs> We <laughs> don't care what Jim Lee says We don't care what Freaking Stan Lee says uh-huh. Who cares Sure Imagine Stan Lee going I don't uh, I don't Guys I don't think that We should have any more. Like you know If he, he was He would never here, but my point is, he's trying to make is, that money. Who who's Alan Moore? Yeah, what's what, I don't I just I've never understood that. Like,
1: I have I my, don't get it. I have my personal explanation, and I, I think it's at least two parts. One is you know the, the work that Alan Moore has done is is impressive. He's done a lot of work. Uh, he is he's created a lot of stuff that was really important to a lot of people. Right. Um, and so if you read comics and you, you consider comics to be like a higher art, in a, um, an art form in their own right, you know, he writes a lot of mature stuff that frankly, as I was growing up and becoming um, a man, I read his comics and be like, I understand life better because Alan Moore and his comics, they're serious okay. and they posit ideas. Okay. So he's got the work. He's got the lineage. He's got the legacy. And the other side is he's just a mysterious dude. And so I feel like there's a lot of fill in the blanks for him. He's not out here doing press junkets. He's not out here showing up in movies. He's more of like a a great thinker, a philosopher. And I do agree that he has a point about the medium. There's a reason why he tells stories in comic book format, because the medium allows him a certain storytelling capacity.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that and, changes. And, you know, and Hoist Gracie was the first person to win the UFC. Sure, that's fine. But for Hoist Gracie to say, "Wait, wait, wait! What do you mean you can't?" Da 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 da. I don't. Nobody uh, would be like, "Whoa, Hoist Gracie!" And I don't yeah. know. I'm using kind of an, an obscure situation because I'm trying to. I'm trying to go. But aren't we experiencing the same thing we, right now
1: with Scorsese and his like Marvel comments? This is kind, like, this that is, that is a, kind
0: of what I'm saying.
1: Sure, it's kind of like, well, who is Alan Moore? Like, Alan Moore is I, one of the greatest comic book storytellers ever.
0: Yeah. So is Martin Scorsese. One of the greatest you know, directors of sure. ever. So, but that doesn't make him right.
1: Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying and, it and is I'll, easy to understand, given the work, it's easy to understand somebody's uh, perspective. We brought this up with a Scorsese thing. Sure. Like, yeah, man, you've done the work. You, you're an incredible at what you do. Yes. So while I take your opinion seriously, I don't obey it. That's where I'm at. It seems like people. It seems like this is a moral issue to people. Well, and that's you know why what I'm comic saying book people are. But that's
0: what I'm that. But that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. I'm standing on the outside of this thing, mm-hmm. looking at everybody, going, "I mean, if you want to make more Watchmen comic books, why? What's what's the conversation? Yeah. Oh well, so and so doesn't want us to do it. Does he own the intellectual property? No. Okay." They aren't, they aren't his toys. Yeah, right? but
1: you might disagree with the way that that played out too. Completely different conversation. Sure, but and although although I I would say they they do influence one another.
0: Well, that's the thi- that's but see now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, now we're getting somewhere. Sure, because if that's the point, then I go ah okay that is why we honor his word.
1: Yeah, I think because, it's because.
0: We more there's this moral collective collective group that's like you did Alan Moore wrong. Sure, yeah. And in light of doing Alan Moore wrong, I am going to take a protest and honor him mm-hmm. because I feel like you've done him wrong. Yeah. And I will stand. It's like it's like you know standing with Cap. Yeah. You know what I mean. You've done Cap wrong. I'm not watching the NBA. I'm NBA. I'm not watching the NFL.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: You know, that's just like, Jay-Z, what do you mean Jay-Z's going to partner with the NFL? How could you? Don't you know what they did with Cap? And Mm Jay-Z's response is, this isn't about, number one, Cap's whole kneeling thing was about, you know, police brutality. It wasn't about not participating in the NFL. Sure. So similarly, if you're standing with Cap, you can stand with Cap
1: and... That's his. That you know. That's a way of looking at his argument. When you say cap on this podcast, I immediately think Captain America. I think uh, Colin Kaepernick. and I know for him. a fact that you mean Ka- Colin Kaepernick. But given the context, every single time you say that, I'm like Jay Z and Captain America have beef. <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying. And I, and again, I'm just trying to compare it to things I know. Yeah. I'm going like, I I hear Lindelof. Oh, you know, I I, I think and I, and I respect him and da 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 yada 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 and so and so and so. And I'm like. The thing is, though, when it comes to Lindelof actually doing this show, mm-hmm. I think it's like even in the, the the letter he wrote, I think he's very like self aware of what he's doing. Oh, for sure. And I think there's also an aspect to where he's justifying what he's doing. Uh huh. So he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's sure. like, oh, I, I honor you, I respect you, but I'm gonna not gonna do. I'm not, I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna I'm gonna do it, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. Like I'm gonna like. I'm gonna move forward. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I mean, because yeah, that's sacred text. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna touch the sacred text, but I will use the sacred text. Yeah, to move. It's like, my guy, come on. Like, you're 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 you you're doing it. You're no, doing the exact but, thing that he's look, asking you not to. But do.
1: Octavius, look, you know. Like, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Watchmen, so much so that I have it tattooed on my body. You know, you do where? Really, I have the squid monster on my shoulder uh. from Watchmen. I love Watchmen. It is really formative to me. And so I'm not going to say that I'm a bigger fan than anybody else, but mm-hmm. I, I can say confidently that Watchmen means a lot to me. Sure. And so I don't blindly obey the words of Alan Moore, but... I don't ignore the weight of what he says when he says you know look i don't want you to adapt this text there's i'm listening basically you know I'm like, okay i'm listening i'm listening but when he says i uh praise a snake god and i live in a cave and i'm a wizard i'm like that's what he's saying i don't know if he said that explicitly but i'm not listening to that there's a lot of that that. happening oh
0: yeah Uh, so listen if i'm warner brothers i'm getting this money too if you if you're praising a snake
1: god well, you, know. you can't
0: tell me nothing about this Warner Brothers money.
1: I don't know what the hell. You can't t-
0: listen. You think AT and T is listening to Alan Moore <laughs> in, a, in, sure. in a cave, worshiping the, His, snake, the snake guy?
1: Man. I don't know. It, it, it's snake possible. man? Snake man? Uh, anything's possible. He wrote a huge book called Jerusalem uh two years ago. Maybe that's read that. part of the reason.
0: I don't know. Man, and again, look, I think he's got this maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe it's the fact that I'm on the outside of this because when I watch. This. And when I he read everything that Lindelof wrote and then I see what he did, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you're just moving forward 35 years later, 34 years later. That's right. Yeah. That's actually really clever. Yes. Yeah. You know, you're taking the spirit of this. You're leaving that as canon and you're moving forward. Yeah. And I think, that, and, and I love it. And I love the way that you're even adding to it. You're going back past it. Yes. You know, you're going back past it to, you know, Tulsa. You're going back there to Black Wall Street mm-hmm. and you're planting seeds there and how yeah. it affects things moving forward. So you're going past it, you're going behind it and you're moving forward from it. Yeah. And I'm really excited to hear and see what Linda Love has to say. Cause from yeah. this first episode and you're seeing the idea of mass vigilantes yeah. being turned on its head. What does right. it look like now when people are tired of police brutality or they're just tired of police
1: period yeah.
0: and they go, You know what? There's more of us than there are you. Yeah. Yes.
1: What you gonna do? Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. Like, and it's not Especially, so easy to look at any of these characters and say, "Yeah, you're the good guy." And Ozymandias, who's apparently still a, you know, still around, is so funny that they didn't even name him. Y'all, like, we know this is Adrian Veidt. Right, he's riding around on his white horse. Right, like the the, the symbolism is so right. clear. And he's got. I did it. He's got. He's got his uh, androids or clones or whatever, just like he had in the in the end of Watchmen. Right, in his like terrarium in the Antarctic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, they hand him a horseshoe to cut his cake. It's just like this absurd, darkly comic piece.
0: I got to say, I'm more of a fan of, I'm more, excuse me. Yeah. I'm more excited about what Lindelof's going to do hmm. with this mm-hmm. than I am about more Watchmen. It's like, okay, cool, Watchmen. Hmm. But if you're like, you know, if you if you were to say to me that, um, I don't know, pick a TV director is going to do it. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, cool. But the fact that he, Lindelof is doing it, yeah, and the fact that he comes up with a horseshoe, and I'm like, "What's the horseshoe mean?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And you come
0: back and like even the whole thing of like, "Why is that guy got a panda mask on?" Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like release the like Buzz me out, release the gun. You know what I'm saying? And that that's whole an moment, interesting
1: concept, like,
0: and why is all that stuff yellow? Yeah, and you know what I mean? All of the things that you know from watching his stuff that these are the kind of things that. He releases um clarity mm-hmm. in, a, in a slow drip. that's right. you know he doesn't give you all the clarity
1: he says uh uh in an interview, Damon Lindelof says, by episode six, it will become clear what this story is about, mm-hmm. or who, if anyone, if it's singular, this story is rooting for or against, yeah. But we won't know. We're only going to get pieces of that puzzle up until episode six. And then after six, seven, eight, nine, it's just white knuckle. Yeah. Uh, And I'm very excited. I'm very excited that this is looking down the barrel of some really complex shit. What do you see? I'm seeing, I mean, starting this in Tulsa with the bombing, the firebombing of Black Wall Street Mm -hmm. is bold. And there are a lot of Americans who are watching this and thinking, I didn't know this was a thing. I didn't know this was a historical event.
0: That's so interesting.
1: And this is a fact because I can tell you based on my education when I was in high school, when I was in college, shit, this doesn't come up. Yeah, it, of course not. No, It's not surprising in any way. So a lot of people are being exposed to it and I think this this story is going to tell some really interesting, th- this is going to explore some really interesting spaces in odd ways. I can only hope that is done thoughtfully and you know with intent. I uh, I hope that there's a certain carefulness that is applied here because when you have a white guy being pulled over by a black cop and then the white guy is a terrorist and he shoots a black cop, there's like a lot packed in here. Yeah, and I'm there's not enough for me to pull it apart and figure out what's happening yet. Can I speak? Can I speak to but that? But I'm real looking quick? forward to yeah. Um. Uh. Redfordations. Redfordations, which is the interesting. Robert Redford was the president. Maybe continues to be the president for like a thirty-year term. Um, And And, the funny uh, thing is, and wrote into law uh, that um, reparations reparations are are actually a thing. Interesting
0: thing is, I was like, there are so many black people in this. Yeah, I was like, why is there so many black people? I'm like, man, there's a whole mural of black people. Yeah, there's enough. you know because the thing is being a black person you walk in a room you do it's an involuntary scan of like how many black people are in here no doubt am I the only black person in here okay yeah, that's see the, scene with the police uh, and, and you look through the ranks there are a lot of black policemen yeah a lot of black policemen a lot of I mean the play had a black lead and a lot of black people in it uh-huh. you know there's just a lot of black folk in this show yeah. and I'm like because we see a world where there's not many black people when someone does it you're, and it's not an Issa Rae show on HBO it's not a black lady sketch show it's yeah. not a, you know, Queen Sugar. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not a show that is intentional. Uh, like, because this is not a story about black people. Sure. You know, even Regina King is the is what seems to be the main character. Sister Knight. Yeah. So there's so much there where you're like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Not in a negative way. But I'll tell you, man, the fact that he presents all of these things that strike you, they almost slap you in the face. And go, hey, hey, look at this. Yeah. And then they go, see you next time. Yeah. And you're just sitting there with your eyes wide, like, so, so what are you, so what are you doing? All right, I'll, I'll see you next week. Like, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. Yeah. And I trust that he does a, he's done a good job, especially since um, Leftovers. Mm-hmm. I, boy, I was so locked into Leftovers. Yeah. Just like, what is this dude doing? Yeah. Man. And I'll tell you, man, when, like, that releasing the gun thing, I
1: had these mixed emotions. Yeah. Because it's they, like... you have to get the okay. The yeah. perceived threat is like you have to take a little high. quiz, basically.
0: And the point... point, And it's funny, when that was happening, I was like, I don't see anything in this situation that makes him want to take his gun out. Yeah. You know, why does he want to take it out? And why is he saying it's high, high, high? Why is he doing that? And then all of a sudden, he gets lit up and you're like, whoa. Yeah. And then Rorschach's journal has been completely... Twisted by white supremacists. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, well, I guess you could see that happening.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? There's some really interesting supplementary stuff on HBO's website. If you go to HBO.com slash P-T-P-E-T-E-Y pedia as in Wikipedia. There's uh you know if you read Watchmen recently, uh there's all that, you know. Uh, under the Hood book chapters, right, right. newspaper articles, yeah. you know, interviews, that sort of thing. Great stuff. Really fun world building in, in, in between the chapters themselves. Uh, on PDPedia, it is from the, the perspective of a character in the show writing about what happened between the events of Watchmen, the comic, and Watchmen, the show. Do they talk about where Man
0: is and Silk Spectre?
1: Not yet. But I the, think it, they just killed Silk, Silk Spectre. I mean, Iron, uh, Owlman. It's entirely possible they did Uh, uh, that. Night Owl. Who knows what happened to Night Owl? Am I saying it
0: wrong? Owl Man. Yeah, Night Owl. Yeah, is it Owl Man
1: or Night Owl? Night Owl.
0: Night Owl. Excuse me. Silk Specter
1: is going to be in the show, but probably not as the Silk Specter. I think Chief. It's
0: written about what she did, Chief Crawford.
1: Yeah, I think that was. Is it Night
0: Owl or Night Owl? I think it's Night. I think that was Night Owl. No, There's a different man though. They changed his face. Hmm. Remember at the end of the book. Yeah, they went and they visit. Um, they went they visit Sue Spector's um mom. Uh huh. And she was like, "Oh, oh, hey, they didn't die." Yeah, sure, sure, sure. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. The only
1: person that died was Rorschach. And Rorschach was like, "Must tell people he got zapped." Yeah, yeah. I uh, well, so here, here's the thing that I want to talk about. Did you happen to catch the? Uh, this is just a theory that I've picked up on, and I I believe it is true. Did you happen to catch the S- story about Superman? What? So in the beginning, a pair of parents send off their oh, little boy. Oh,
0: yes, 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 yes.
1: And they give him that note. Yeah. Protect this boy. Protect this boy. Right? And then that boy shows up, or uh, theoretically, I guess, this mm-hmm. is the boy. He's, what, over 100 years old. 90-something. S- 90-something, sitting in a wheelchair. You think is I can it, lift 200 pounds? think I can lift 200 pounds? And then he shows up again under the tree right, where the, uh, Crawford has been hanged. Mm-hmm. Did you happen to notice what he's wearing? No. I'll show you a picture. He's wearing a blue shirt with a red shirt draped over his shoulder. A red cape. Hmm. So mass, mass, Watchmen mass, is a DC spectus. property. And this is very much a parallel of Superman being sent away from destroyed utopia, destroyed Krypton. Krypton. And this that's what Black Wall Street was. It was it was a good world for those people who made it for the black people who lived there and it was destroyed by awful folks and uh, you know I think this potentially could have a little bit of a Superman story in there Mm. maybe one that's a little more interesting than Brightburn Mm. you know like what happens to this hero this man if he is scorned what what is his life like so there's at least a a nod at least a wink in that direction and I don't think fascinating I don't know that that's
0: actual actually Doctor Manhattan on Mars. We'll see. I mean, he's up there creating stuff and it's falling apart. Yeah, who he knows? said he's going to go create some humans of his own. Right? That's what he was
1: thinking about doing. anyway. So why
0: would he be up there on Mars doing that? Who? Even those I'm very en- And why are the squids I'm Very excited who's, who's dumping the squids
1: Well so I, I'm guessing This is like a weather pattern now Because that squid Was teleported into New York And this is just some shit That happens And no one can explain Because they kind of like Or turn is it into it man I don't know man I'm I'm very impressed With this show's ability to uh, uh, grapple with the source yeah. and not retell the story all over again. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. given us something fundamentally new and fresh. I'm hoping that the 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 stakes stay high. I'm hoping that it stays risky. Mm-hmm. I'm very very excited about where this is headed. I have no idea where this is headed. Me either. Am but I what I it? I really enjoy is that they they haven't even shown us characters that we know and love. And DC in the past has shown that when they want to revisit Watchmen, it's usually about repackaging. You remember Silk Spectre? Remember Dollar Bill? Remember Hooded Justice? Right. Remember those characters? And it's very much about selling this nostalgia. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, look at them. Right. And this show is like, no, not We're interested. We're moving forward. We're moving forward. I like that. I like that. That's right. Yeah. Every Sunday. I can't wait. Eight more Sundays. Eight more Sundays. That's right. Internet, what did you guys think of Gennady
0: Tartakovsky's Primal? What did you think of Damon Lindelof's Watchmen? We want to know. Mm-hmm. At Octavius St. Newman, at Adam Tetris at Comic Book Junto. Tweet at us and let us know what you thought of these shows. Yeah. Because we're enjoying them. Absolutely. Also, check out Super, our, the Superman, the movie retrospective on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. If you want to see the video version, hear us talk with Dan Maul about whether or not Superman the movie holds up still.
1: That's right. In 2019. And we talk about Kryptonian fashion a little bit as well. Krypton. Good stuff. Planet Krypton. We can't figure out why Lois Lane recites a poem. I did not debunk that riddle. Can you read my mind? <sighs> <laughs> do it's, you know what you do to me? Is really Stop weird. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, none of that. Enough. I'm going to drop you. <laughs> <laughs> weird. This is a weird
0: movie. It is. Let us know what other <laughs> retrospectives you'd like us to do. Um, that's it for episode 118? Yeah. yeah. We've got so many more episodes than 118. It's, it's true. funny, But, you know, whatever. At least we haven't rebooted.
1: (laughs) Not yet. I mean, maybe there will be a time where we renumber CBJ. Right. All All new, all different,
0: (laughs) but still the same comic book Junto. That's right. That's it for episode 118. We'll see you guys next time. We love you. Until next time. Peace. (laughs)